Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. It is our 200th episode today. And we are celebrating by having the man behind the podcast on the podcast today, aka my producer, Brian. He is so fucking cool. He lives in LA. He has been producing this podcast for I don't know how long. And he's just really interesting, I think. He's like listening to this and he's been like, no, I'm not. You are. And so I think you're going to love this episode. I think that we get into some really important discussions. But before we get into the episode, I'm going to answer a few of your questions for this week's solo So the first one is not a question, but just an observation. I post photos to my personal Instagram sometimes, often, which is um, called Linz Metz, right? L-I-N-D-Z-M-E-T-Z, if you want to check me out. And oftentimes when I post a photo recently, right, someone will write engaged, question mark. And I have to tell you guys, I'm not engaged. I feel like we have this open dialogue where I would tell you like for sure if I were to be engaged, like you guys would be the first people I would probably tell. I would probably tell my podcast before I tell anyone else. Like, of course, I'm going to tell you guys. I'm going to say like, you're going to see it on Instagram. Like, don't worry. But writing engaged question mark on my photos. Like I'm not going to delete it because that's just weird, you know, but I'm not going to react to it because that's also weird. I mean, maybe I can make a joke like, nope, (laughs) um, still not. But yeah, I mean, like, do I think that it's a possibility soon? For sure. But it's, it hasn't happened yet. So, so to clear up confusion, I'm not engaged yet. And I would love it if you guys, you know, if I'm not going to say you guys, cause it's, it's only like a select few humans would not write that on my Instagrams. Thank you so much. Okay. Girls pick up lines for guys at bars. What are some convo starters that aren't where they live about their job, etc.? This is a great question because we had a mixer yesterday and at the mixer, I put little icebreaker questions all around the room. And so now we can use these questions in person if you want to go up to someone. So this some of them are NYC like related, but you can adapt them to where you live. So for example, Joe's Pizza or Bleecker Street Pizza. Joe's Pizza people and Bleecker Street Pizza people are very different. Personally, I actually prefer Bleecker Street Pizza, but I live next to Joe's. Anyway, it's a conversation starter. If you live in Atlanta, you can choose two pizza places in Atlanta and ask them which one. Another question could be like, what's the most overrated restaurant in this city? You know, like talk some shit about what restaurant is getting all this hype and isn't that good? You know, you could say, Okay, this is a big one. And I feel like this was a hit at the mixer. This means a lot to me personally. Tylenol or Advil and why? There's Tylenol people and there's Advil people. The Tylenol people to me are just not on the same level as the Advil people to me. And I say this knowing that my dear loving boyfriend is a Tylenol person, but I am an Advil person and I always have been and I always will be. I know what you're thinking. These are two different 
you know, drugs or whatever. These are, they serve two different functions. They might, but everybody takes them for the same symptoms, right? Like you have a headache, you're either taking Tylenol or Advil. You have cramps, Tylenol or Advil. It's just, you know, you have COVID, Tylenol or Advil. But when everyone started to get COVID, the world was like, you can't take Advil anymore. Tylenol is the only thing that will help your COVID. And so my like Advil loyal people were just like, no, we're done with you. I'm, we're Tylenol. So anyway, you see where this could go. It's a, it's a heated argument. This one's kind of basic, but what show are you watching right now? And what show did you just finish? You know, everyone's watching something. If not, like what? Last book you read? Kind of a weird like first question to someone, but you know, I would never question it if somebody asked me a question at a bar. I would just answer it. And I'm sure guys would too. If you were to get arrested, what would it be for? Another great question, especially in a bar scenario. Um, what's one good thing that came out of the pandemic for you? You know, some good things came out of the pandemic for some people, hopefully. You have to see the good in everything. What would your ex say that you probably need to work on? This one's more of a date question. You're already sitting down on a date with this person, but you never know. And then this, again, a date question, but you could say it at a bar. It's just like, what's one thing you would never tell someone on a first date, but you can cut out the on a first date and just go up to someone at a bar and be like, what's one thing you would never tell someone? And like a confident person is going to answer you and be like, I... I don't know. I, I stole from a store in second grade and I still think about it. Maybe that's just me. It was like a really tiny, like little keychain, but I still think about it. You know, I don't, I don't know why. Anyway, moving along. Somebody asked, um, I was curious to hear your thoughts and advice on how to be in a relationship with someone who was in love before especially in the case that they weren't the one to end it. How to stay confident and not compare, but also ask the right questions to make sure they've moved on and are emotionally available. This one's really hard because I feel like I would definitely, like I'm not gonna lie, I would probably be a little insecure if I was dating someone who got dumped by their last partner because I would be like, do they always want to be with them? You know, like is that, would they just like break up with me if they wanted to take them back? And what we don't take into consideration is the other person because we only know that person, our partner, you know, the person we're with. But usually, like for example, in my case, anyone that I've ever broken up with, there is no shot in hell that I want them back. Like just no shot. So I have to assume the best in the person that broke up with my significant other that they knew just what they were doing and they wouldn't want to take them back just because they have a new girlfriend like me, you know? So I know that's kind of a weird way to look at it, but just know that, you know, everyone has someone that they wish hadn't broken up with them. Like everyone does, but that doesn't mean that they would be with them, especially if they're now with you and really love you and care for you. So I would just try to remember that just because it didn't end in an ideal way, you're still awesome and a really great match for them. And hopefully they wouldn't just date anyone just to get over that last person, you know? I'm sure it took them time to find you and and really want to be with you, especially if they were heartbroken before. Being emotional on your period. Okay, so this is a good one because we had a lot of people write in like, oh, whenever I have my period, my boyfriend pisses me off, blah, blah, blah. So yes, that's normal. I definitely get more irritable when I have my period. But someone wrote in and they they said... Because the poll question was, red flag or normal if you question your relationship every time you PMS? That to me is a red flag. Like, I don't question my relationship. I'm just like, get the fuck away from me. Like, I, I can't... You're breathing too loud. But I'm not like, oh my God, this isn't the one for me, you know? So someone wrote in, they said, I was a TA for a women's wellness class in college and we read a really interesting article about how to view PMS more positively. And one of the things it was saying was it helps bring clarity to underlying emotions. Even though we become more emotional, the point of view was that PMS helps bring up underlying feels that you normally might be suppressing. Something to consider in this situation. So you know, whoever wrote that, definitely consider that maybe you really don't like this person and your true feelings come out during. But I think if you're just irritable with them, that's definitely normal. 
dating someone who doesn't have social media, the pros and cons. The pros is that they don't have social media. They're not liking like, you know, thirst traps and doing shady behavior and following their ex and following people that they used to hook up with and whatever. The cons is that like they can't post big life moments with you. They can't like share you and them together. And like people might not know they're in a relationship But like in my case, they would because I have a public Instagram. So like, for example, like when I get engaged, if that day comes, my partner is like not going to post an Instagram of us because he's not on it, which is fine. Like I'm happy to be the representative. But like, obviously, it would be nice if he could share that in some way. But like, that's not the kind of validation I need. So I would say pros are that no shady shit and you don't have to worry about any of that. And like, it's not another facet of your relationship that like you're, you know, fighting about or whatever. And I would say cons is them not being able to share you and you not being able to tag them. And that's really, that's really it. That's all I can think of. You meet someone out at a bar and they ask if you want to go home with them. You really like them and you want to see them again, but just not that night. How do you navigate that? Great question. We'll wrap up with this one. I would say something like, loved meeting you. Like, this is so fun. I feel like we're definitely vibing. I don't want to go home with you tonight, but I definitely do want to see you again. When are you free next week? Like literally whip out your your phone and your calendars and find another time right there. But you don't just have to go home with them that night for them to like you. I actually think that they end up respecting you more, guy or girl. If you're like, I can't tonight. Like it's getting late. I have to wake up, whatever your random excuse is, it doesn't have to be true. But I would love to do dinner or drinks or like, let's continue this on Wednesday of next week, whatever it is. You got this. Um, Okay, on to our 200th episode. Enjoy. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I've been working out a lot and loving it. I feel like every time I get a new workout outfit, I'm just even more motivated to work out, especially when it's something that comes from a really great company that I really love. If you haven't heard of Girlfriend Collective, it's sustainable, ethically made activewear for everyone. I'm truly obsessed with it. If you go to their website, you can see they have all kinds of women of all shapes and sizes, and they're so representative of everyone, which is really cool. I wear their workouts for high intensity workouts, for yoga, for Pilates, for all kinds of workouts. And their best selling leggings are squat proof. They come with pockets, huge, and they have different levels of support. Like if you need compression or comfort, most importantly, they use recycled materials to make their clothing and their shipping is 100% recyclable. So you're going to just feel like a environmental goddess wearing Girlfriend Collective. For listeners of the show, Girlfriend is offering $25 off your purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash Acme. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash Acme. Girlfriend.com slash Acme. I love their shorts and sports bras, but whatever you get is going to look amazing. I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but my dad is a huge wino. I think that's the term. He loves wine. Like I joke about how when I went to camp and wrote my parents, my dad wrote back and he was like, hi, sweetie. Hope you're having a good time at camp. Let me tell you about this 1946 Pinot Grigio that your mom and I had this weekend. Like he's just obsessed. And I don't drink, but... I really appreciate having wine in the home so that when we entertain, we can open a bottle of wine for my parents or my grandpa or whoever's coming over that night. So I use this company called Vivino. It's like the world's biggest online wine marketplace. And they've got 50 million users who have rated and reviewed every wine. I don't know what tastes like what. So it's so important for me to use something like Vivino if I'm going to order wine for my guests so that I know what other people are loving. And it's really, really amazing. Like 
I ordered a bunch of different wines. You can order cases and everything. Like it's it's pretty incredible. And I want you guys to enjoy it for yourselves. If you enjoy a glass of wine, you go to vivino.com slash Acme and you can save 20% on your first order of up to $200 of wine. That's vivino, V-I-V, com slash Acme. Code Acme to save 20% on your first order up to $200. Vivino.com slash Acme. Code Acme. See site for details. Terms apply. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited to be here with my amazing producer, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lindsay. What's up? Not too much. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's a nice Tuesday evening and our AC is working, which is always a good thing. How are you? Was I complaining about my AC? I haven't had AC in like a month. I'm losing my mind. No, but I, that's so weird because I haven't had it either. And we have just not slept. Like we just can't sleep in the heat. It's wild what the heat can do to you, can do to a person. And it's like, why don't, did you invest in a fan? Cause like we have been too lazy. I have five fans, a wall air conditioner. I'm leaving windows open all over the place. I don't know what more I can do. Yeah. It's rough, but it's not, um, the same temperature in LA. So Brian's in LA, lives in LA. It's like in the eighties, seventies. No, no. My apartment is in the eighties. My apartment's like 85 degrees right now. Oh my God. I mean, at least yeah. it's not 95. So yeah. Small wins. So Brian, tell me how old you are and where you are from. I'm 32 and I'm from Long Island, New York. So you don't have a Long Island accent. Not that like there's anything wrong with a Long Island accent, but you just don't have one. Why is that? You have no idea how happy you just made me. I was so <laughs> self-conscious coming into this that I was going to... I think the more I drink or the more... <laughs> you know, high I get or whatever. Mm -hmm. It really comes out. It becomes a very apparent that I'm from Long really? Island. Really? Okay. Sure. So where yeah. in Long Island? I'm from Great River. It's this little sort of fancy subset of East Islip. It's right on the South Shore, okay. um, dead in the middle. Yeah. So maybe that has something to do with it. Like, I feel like most of the heavy accents come from like the Great Necks and the Roslins and of the world, you know, but maybe That's I'm wrong. That's gotta be true. I'm always so confused about people's perception of Long Island access. Everyone thinks we're like the nanny and everyone thinks it's like overrun with Jewish people. And that has just not been my experience. No, I mean, there's so no. many different people in Long Island. I have an aunt who lives in Long Island. I think she lives in Comac. And that is like very different than, you know, living in, I don't know, Old Westbury. It honestly is. It's 10 minutes away from where I grew up. Yeah. It's also, what, 20 minutes top to bottom of Long Island? Right. And you're just on a different planet completely. The North Shore identifies as a, a different state, more or less. No, seriously. But so do you get annoyed when people say in Long Island instead of on Long Island? Like, are you one of those? <laughs> I never really thought to be mad about it, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, grammatically, it's a little bit annoying, but no, I don't have any personal attachment to Long Island as far as that goes. So how did you end up living in LA, if you're from Long Island, I assume you went to school on the East Coast. I could be wrong. But how did you end up in LA? Yeah, I did. I'll try to keep it concise. I can't imagine anyone really wants to hear my, my story in too much detail. I'm not here promoting anything. But I went to school and I finished school and I finished business school and then I went into business and I hated it. I hated everything about it. I tried management, marketing, uh, finance. And I was scrolling through Instagram one day. So it's not always, it's not always a waste of time. Occasionally something will really affect you in a big way. I stumbled across a friend's Instagram page where he was sitting inside this massive, it was the inside of a truck and it was full of recording equipment. Like they were putting on some huge broadcast and I just, I had to message, and this isn't something I do. Anyone who looks at my Instagram before or after this, you'll know I don't do anything on Instagram. I've just checked out completely, but... Which we're going to um, get into. So. <laughs> yeah. I asked him what was going on with that, and he went to school in Arizona, and it was a hardcore audio 
school. I mean, there are a lot of schools around, like Five Towns is a good Long Island example. I actually did that for a semester or two, where, you know, you have one class where you're sitting in a studio and the rest of your curriculum is still English and sociology and all this shit that has nothing to do with what you're trying to actually achieve. And so I go in here and you spend all day in a studio and you really learn your way around and you get all these certifications and things. And so I just up and moved two weeks later all the way to Arizona. And then uh, coming out of school, I quickly realized that there was nothing to do with this in New York. You can't go, unless you want to do voice actor for a couple of select shitty cartoons, you have to go to LA. There's nothing else you can do with this. Right. And so I did TV, I did film, I did audiobooks, I did everything you can think of before podcasting. And here we are. That's so cool. It's so funny. I was a, like a film TV major in college and I learned a little bit about like audio and editing, but I mean, it's like the second I graduated, I forgot everything. Like I, I don't even think I remembered as the session, like as the semester was continuing because I used to smoke so much weed. But then when I like started this podcast and I tried to edit it on my own, like, I don't know if you've ever listened to like the first couple episodes. It's such a disaster. Like I was using (laughs) iMovie. One of the first episodes I edited for you, I remember you walking around the room with some friends in the room and you're all just talking and like having a party or something. And there didn't seem to be anyone hosting the show. Yeah. It was so good. No, you you have to keep that in because it's so bizarre. I was actually listening to old episodes with my boyfriend in the car like this past weekend. And I was like, why does it sound like I'm eavesdropping on a conversation that I'm having but I'm like purposely trying to whisper so no one hears it. (laughs) (laughs) Were you sharing one mic with everybody? Yes, that's what it was. Like everyone was huddled over one Yeti mic and it was just a disaster. It really was, but... That's really kept me awake some nights. That's good to know. (laughs) I'm sorry we put you in that spot where you had to share a mic with four people. It was tragic. I also would like eat and drink on the recordings, like just constantly opening Diet Cokes, like just bad. Um, (laughs) Like I'm doing right now. (laughs) Literally. Okay. So for our listeners, you're 32, you're in LA, you're single, which is really all they need to know to slide into the DMs. But I also want to talk a little bit about astrology with you because I know that you, you know, somebody who like is forced to listen to every episode, have you gotten more into it or less into it? I've gotten so much more. Oh, you mean astrology? I yeah, think yeah. the show for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to say that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much I can say that I've gotten into it because I haven't bothered to learn any of it, but it's always fun to hear your take and how you can possibly make this into a real talking point. Okay. Okay. So we should probably figure out what I am then. Well, you're a Taurus. Yeah. Do you know my rising and the, no, the other one? No, I don't know. And I would like to know. How do you find that out? Okay. So we need to know the time you were born. Do you know that offhand? Not precisely. I'm somewhere like 5.43 a.m. That sounds pretty precise to me. (laughs) It does. I had that number burned in my head, but I have no idea if that's even true. Okay. 5.43 a.m. Where were you born? Bayshore, Long Island. May or April? May. May what? 7th. 7th? 1988? 89. 89. Okay. Sorry for aging you. 5.42? I said 543. I am making this up basically, but (laughs) you're, you're just totally fucking with us. Um, okay. Bay sure. Cool. I also just like going back to listening to old episodes, I would listen and then I would be having a conversation with someone and then someone in the background would be like, yeah, I totally agree. And I'd be like, what? Like, who was that? (laughs) Like, who are these people hanging out at my house? Okay. So you're a Taurus, which we know you're also a Taurus rising. So you come off oh like a Taurus and, and you are a Taurus, but you have... Oh, a, is that what rising means? That's rising how come is, off? is how you come off to people. And oh, then, wow. So you're a Gemini moon, which is fascinating. Gemini moons are tough to pin down, um, which possibly, G-Eazy, right? possibly has to do with why you're single. G-Eazy? 
Yeah, crazy fucking Gemini. He's a Gemini, but he's, I don't know if he's a Gemini moon. Your moon sign moon. is like your deep, dark emotions. So like, even though you- Oh no. <laughs> I know. So even though you <laughs> present as a Taurus, um, deep down, you're actually like a little bit lighter and you don't like when people, you like when things are like funny and light and you don't like when it gets like too intense or like dark almost. You can go, you, yeah. you can get there, but like you'd prefer to joke about your, you know, negative feelings. That makes you feel good about them. Um, this is exactly how I go about my day. <laughs> but you are really open to like new experiences, which is really cool. And you are uh, good at communicating, which I can attest to. So mm. that's like just a general overview. I feel like you don't buy that you're good at communicating. Do you think you're bad at it? I don't think I'm bad at communicating necessarily. Yeah. I, I'm definitely an introverted type. Okay. Like if, if you wanted me to put on a presentation, I can do that all day for the most part. But I mean, ironically enough, small talk is not my jam necessarily. Like mm -hmm. this is not something that I would do on a normal day. It's just like, what sign are you? Like that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It's a lot tougher for me to do that. Yeah. I get it. I'm not going to lie. My palette is not that diverse. I feel like I just recently started eating pickles. I just recently started eating fish, like sushi. Can you believe that? But the one thing I was always kind of hesitant about was using hot sauce on things because I'm like, you know what? I have a really sensitive palate and I'm really scared and I just can't handle spicy, but I was wrong. Or maybe I just hadn't tried Truff. If you haven't heard of Truff, it's a luxury hot sauce brand and it's inspired by the elegance and indulgence of truffles. Like what is better in this world than truffles? Please tell me. I would love to know. It's the best. Like, first of all, the packaging is absolutely breathtaking and their original hot sauce blends like black truffles, chilies, savory spices, and organic agave nectar. Like, doesn't that sound mouthwatering? Aren't you sitting there being like, I want to put this hot sauce on everything in the world? Because that's basically what I've been doing recently. You absolutely need to try Truff. And I'm going to help you Get 15% off site-wide plus free shipping with promo code ACME at truff.com. That's 15% off everything at truff, T-R-U-F-F.com, promo code ACME. I hosted this mixer last night and I, of course, wore my Majuri jewelry and so many girls came up to me and they were wearing the same things. Like it was hilarious, the same pieces. Amazing 14 karat solid gold staples that don't wear out or scratch easily compared to 18 karat gold. They're perfect for those who don't want to think about taking their jewelry off. I personally shower with mine. Perfect for anyone with an active lifestyle. I wear all my jewelry to berries and all the classes that I do. They also have freshwater pearls, ethically sourced diamonds, and milestone pieces, which are perfect for celebrating any occasion from just because to your birthday, a new job, an anniversary, anything. And you can virtually shop on their website and live chat with a Majuri stylist one-on-one. -on -one. Like, what's my size? How do I style this? Can I mix metals? What colors go well with what I'm wearing? Anything that you need, you can find at Majuri. Every I feel like everybody loves the Zodiac rings. Like I, I rock my Libra ring all day, every day. And my Libra necklace. And just like all of their jewelry looks so good. Their herringbone necklaces. I always get compliments. And if you haven't already tried Majuri, I feel like it's time to get yourself a gift because you deserve it. Like you don't need a reason to get yourself jewelry. Like, and you don't need a man to get yourself jewelry or a woman or whoever you're dating because you can get it for yourself, your damn self. And it's going to look good too. If you go to Majuri.com slash Acme, you'll get 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash Acme for 10% off your first order. And tag me because I want to see what you get. So I asked people to submit some questions for you. And we have a lot of questions. Let's start with this one, which is pretty deep, to be honest. 
what qualities in a girl makes a guy want to settle down? So I guess really just to speak to your own experience, like what qualities in a person for you would make you want to settle down? I think number one is probably compassion. If you see that your partner is struggling with something and you genuinely feel the need within you to help them out, to make them feel better, however that may present itself, that's really huge. I'd like someone adventurous and kind of outgoing. That really helps me a lot because my instinct is not necessarily to do that. Mm. Like as we just discovered it, that might be my moon sign. So maybe inside I want to, but I'm not necessarily like that all the time. Yeah. Taurus are definitely more reserved. So that's fair. And someone who's who's a little light. I really prefer someone goofy and who can sort of pull the weight of someone being nice in the relationship because I definitely don't present that way. You don't present as being nice? I don't think I do, do I? When you first met me, <laughs> I think we get along when good I, now, no, but, yeah, but when, when I we first, first met, I'm mm-hmm. sure there was a bumpy... Well, when I first met, I was just like, I was like, does he like me like as a person or does he like hate me? And is he like messing with me? You know, like I was like, <laughs> I can't tell which one it is. Um, yeah, I, I see how you could be. Like, I remember you had like sent me one email once and I was like, is this guy fucking kidding me? And <laughs> like, now that I know you, I like know that that was like not a thing, you know, but yeah. yes, like that's a, that's a you good know point. What? I've really been thinking about that lately too, because obviously there are always new shows and things and some of them get off to better starts than others. And I'm realizing, because ultimately in the end, they all seem to go very well. But Mm -hmm. what is it at the beginning that I'm doing that's making people insane? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think we need to like do a deep dive into that. I have to look through our like our first emails. Yeah, I have a theory on it though. I think the problem is that I'm coming in with a degree of confidence that I have not done anything to deserve in the other person's eyes. But I know, like, I know I can handle the job, but they don't know that. So I come in maybe a little too light, maybe joking around too much up top. So you don't even know if I'm joking because you don't fucking know me. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right. It's like, it's like, I don't know your humor yet. Um, Yeah. And so like, if I don't deliver, then I'm the worst guy ever because I've just been making a joke of the whole thing. That's really funny. I'm trying to find like our first emails. We'll find it later. I remember the email now. It was something like, it was something like the recording, like, you know, in Billy Madison, have you seen the movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after, like after um, Billy makes like a speech or something and then his opponent's like, that was so bad. We're all dumber for having heard that. Like, please <laughs> just like go kill yourself. Like it, that's how it felt like receiving one of your first emails, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was like that recording (laughs) was so horrible. I can't hear anything. It is trash. It it needs to be re-recorded. Please don't ever send me that again or something. It was like something like (laughs) I'm so sorry for who I am as a person, but also look how much better it sounds now. No, I agree. I agree. We've come so far. I also feel like, and this is like, I don't know if I'm like even allowed to talk about this, but I feel like we went through so many producers before you who it seems to me were like, yeah, I just don't want to work with this show, you know? So like the fact that like, you've just like, you've stayed loyal is, it means a lot. It really does. Thank you. And it's been so nice. I mean, I was waiting for like a nice heartwarming part to slip this kind of stuff in, but it's been so cool to see you grow as a show host. It has been... It's really nice. God, like I, I hardly recognize you from the time we started, really, but also really I was nice. such a dick and like didn't really know. But the, we also have, by the way, I don't know if anybody even has pieced this together. We've only seen each other like one time in no, two literally. years because we live on opposite sides of the country. So it's hard yeah, to even, you know, build any sort of relationship, but... My God, the, the way you interview people now is so, it's so engaging and so interesting and you take notes so well and the sound quality. Oh, Thank, the you. Sound quality. Oh, Thank you. I, I paid him to say that, guys. But that's a perfect segue into the next question, which is what's your favorite piece of We Met at Acme advice? And don't worry, we're going to ask you what you don't agree with next. 
But if there's like something, you know, if there's a piece of advice that you've heard that it doesn't have to be something I said, it could be something a guest said, but something that you picked up on that you were like, okay, mm -hmm, I agree with that. Favorite piece of advice from the show? God, like you got to realize how much I, I think I've heard more of your show than you have because I end up for sure doubling back and cutting things. So it's just such a blur to me at this point. Do you have any teed up that I can choose from or agree yeah. or disagree? I'm sure we're going to totally. get into that. But, um, yeah. You can choose from maybe, um, I don't know, the standard no sex on a first date or... Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I don't agree with that one. Oh, okay. Well, then that answers the second question. Do you agree with don't ask what are we? I feel like you'd agree with that. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, no, I agree with you. You shouldn't ask outright. I think it should just be more obvious than it is sometimes. Yeah, I mean, but it sounds like you're the kind of guy, and I don't know because I don't know anyone that's dated you, but that might need a little push to get to that point where you actually want to define things with someone. So in that case, if that's true, which you can tell me if it's not, it's nice for the other person to say something like, you know, how are you feeling? That's so funny that you think that about me. No, right this moment is probably the most single I've ever been in my life. I am such a hardcore fucking relationship guy for the most part. I find myself in relationships with people that I barely even like sometimes. But I yeah. mean, most, well, the thing is with age, especially, I find I can't talk to, let alone go on a date, a first date with somebody that. I don't think I can tolerate as a person. It's, yeah. it's just like, can you intellectually keep up? Are you funny in any way? Do you have any goals, like any of that? And if these, these pieces aren't there, I can't do it. Like, what am I trying to do? Because of course I'm not going to end up in a relationship with you. I know that. So why are we even doing the date? Just come over and let's hang out and then we'll get back to it. But you said that you are the most single you've ever been in your life. Does that mean that there's not even somebody that you have as like a friend with benefits or just someone that like you're sleeping with? That's exactly what I mean. It's been, I don't know, a couple of weeks now, honestly, since there's been anyone really catching my eye. I had a few short stints in recent months, but I don't know what's going on. I Maybe it's just because I'm in my 30s and I'm dating people who are dating people in their 30s. So it seems like things are just sped up a lot. It feels very much like everyone's trying maybe too aggressively to settle down. And maybe that's what's frustrating about it all. It's like we're all going into it with the mentality that it's time to settle down. We better get all the points right. If anything is not what we want it to be, we need to say something and correct the other person right away because we have our whole lives ahead of us together. Like it, it really does feel that way. And that's become a little bit frustrating. I don't know what it is about the past year. It just feels like things are landing that way. No, that's fair. I think when you are at a certain age where you know that the next person could be the last person, you're more likely to be more discerning about who you're willing to go out with. Cause it's like one wrong move. And I have two kids with someone I don't like, you know? Like it, yeah, it happens that's all, really quickly. That's all I'm trying to avoid. Right. I'm perfectly content to settle down. I'm sure my mom would be excited about that as well. She's very into babies and that sort of thing. And she's really not subtle about any of it. So I'm on the move. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling you're going to be fielding DMs after this episode. So <laughs> you'll at least have a friend with benefits. Um <laughs> Somebody asked if being a producer was a fun job. What do we think? This job is fucking amazing. This feels so much like a job that you imagine as a child and you don't really think is a real job. It's like, um, mm. yeah, you sort of picture yourself in like a fancy futuristic building with a briefcase and you run in and out and nobody's really monitoring when you arrive at work and you're running off to meetings. Maybe in the middle of the day you run home to do some work and then you run back to the office and you do whatever. Like it's really interesting being able to work with so many personalities on an ongoing basis. 
that's really what got me out of post-production is I got to work with a lot of cool people and a lot of really famous people. And that's fun, but you work with them one time and they forget about you and you forget about them and you're on to, I don't know, spend a few months on a project that you don't necessarily even believe in that much. It's just, you know, you get a movie, you get a TV show and it just yeah. keeps going. But this way it's cool being able to build relationships and actually see the progress happen and to have some amount of say in post-production specifically you don't have a say like the extent of your creativity is are you making sound effects like outside of that you're just cleaning things up and locked in a room all day and by the way that's part of what made coming to this network dear media a female network so tricky for me is 98 percent of audio people are guys so i'm used to i had gotten so used to being locked in a studio with you know three other guys quietly editing away that when I come in here to a women's network, completely surrounded by women, run by women, working with and for women, I don't know. I probably came off a lot more aggressively than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned real hard and real fast. Yeah, that's definitely an experience. Somebody asked, and we kind of just touched on this with the whole settling down thing, but what do men think when they turn 30 and are not married? I feel like this is worded kind of like, like meanly but it's not it shouldn't be because guys don't have you know biological clocks really yeah but what do they think no i mean that is the point and i don't take offense to it because that's true i really don't have that much to worry about i'll be honest with you i do have that mentality in my head i feel like i thought by now because of all the relationships i had been in i was absolutely certain that by now i'd probably have a child or two i'd probably be married and that is the kind of person I am, by the way. I'm not just like fuck around guy. But yeah, that that is very top of mind. Whenever I date anybody, you have to be very mindful of the fact that this could be it. This is the last one. You don't look at somebody and go, yeah, this could be fun for a few years and then we'll see what happens. It's like in or out. I would argue, though, that men are always kind of in the back of their head deciding is this somebody I could marry or not? Even if they're like 25, if you go up to a guy who's been in a two-year relationship when he's 25, like you bet your ass he knows if he wants to marry you or not. Like there's just no way that he hasn't thought about it once. And like more likely than not, he doesn't, but he's like still, you know, dating you. Do you think that that's true? You would think so. It's so hard. It's so hard. There are too many factors because there are people that, and you're describing exactly a situation I've been in, by the way, I was about two, three years in, I was about 25 years old and I was struggling every day because there were so many things I liked and it was exciting and it was like a fiery sort of person that's, it countered my energy because as we've established, I'm an, I'm an earth energy and I, I don't give off too much, but there's, I would like to think a lot inside at least. And I don't know this, this sort of manic energy. It's fun, but it's hard to reconcile when you know that you want a real family in future. And I can't imagine raising a child with that same type of person. There are some like real major draws to some people, but they just don't all marry together like that. Looking back now, I'm trying to decide like, would that have been a good idea? I don't know. It's really a lot tougher than it sounds for guys. Yeah. But it's also like, and I hate to be this cliche that's like, when you know, you know, but like you do, I feel like you. I'm hoping you're right. I'm telling you. I think you are. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk in a few months and see <laughs> if anything's changed in my life. So you know when you do, but you don't know when you don't. Yeah. I think that's exactly it. And like you've, you know, heard me in past relationships where I didn't know. Like my, my default when someone would be like, oh my God, is this the one? Which is a question I hate. I'd be like, we'll see, you know? And like, and granted that that's a shitty question to begin with, but I genuinely didn't know. Um, and I feel like that has to like say something. Yeah. I know your so, hands are kind of tied right now, but how are you and, and the man doing? We are What's doing his name well. again? I'm his sorry, name I can't is Steven. Um, we're doing well. Thank you for asking. We just moved to this place and a couple months ago, we're still waiting on a bunch of furniture, but 
he's really so wonderful. And like the way that I look at relationships has changed a lot. Like I used to make fun of people for being like, I'm marrying my best friend. Cause I was like, no, you're not. Um, and now like, I truly believe that he is my best friend. And like, the person I want to spend the most time with. I kind of always thought that like being in a relationship is like, it's someone that like you have sex with and have fun with, but like they're your romantic person and like they stay in that box, you know? But I think I've learned from him that like they are also your friend and also your biggest support system and also like your financial advisor and your career advisor. And, you know, obviously they can't be everything at once always, but I think it's so important to like know that the person that you're, you know, choosing ultimately can function as, as like a lot of those things and, and not every single one of those things. But I think I, I was looking for just the like love box and just the like sex box, but there's so many other important boxes, if that makes sense. I think you're right. And I have had very limited interaction with him but he seems like the nicest guy and you do honestly from an outside perspective you seem so much different with him and i think that means a lot a wonderful thing and by the way anyone who thinks someone in a relationship shouldn't be hosting a dating show is unbelievably stupid seriously or as lev fur says what did he say about how there are so many old women who host dating podcasts who are single and cat moms yeah, he's a cool like, guy. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about LA for a moment. How and where to find the normal, cool, non-clout chasing men in LA? This is actually a really important question because most people in LA are clout chasing. Like that's just a fact. And maybe that's just like my experience um, from the people I know in LA, mm. but like you're normal and you don't, give a shit how many followers somebody has. So like, where are you hanging out that people can meet either you or people like you? Yeah, I'm not from LA, so that's part of it. But I guess no one is. So that, right, that no doesn't one. really mean too much. Yeah, I guess I would look for the same sort of um, trashy places I would like in New York. I I like the dive bars. I like the weird bars. There's, well, up until recently, there was a bar around the corner for me that was Austin Powers themed legitimately shag rugs, seventies, the whole thing. So just silly sort of adventure time stuff. Um, I guess the idea is nothing overtly glamorous. You know, there are thousands of restaurants out here that are nice. You can have a nice patio, but understated perhaps. I don't know if any of this is helpful because are you going to a restaurant hoping to meet a guy? I think that actually is helpful because as women who like as a woman who has followers on Instagram if i were single i would often think like oh i need to go to like delilah and i need to go to like the new you know hot club the nice guy whatever it is those are just places i know offhand and, and there's nothing wrong with those places they're great but i would i would probably like want to go to the trendy place but then i would want to find the guy who doesn't have instagram and doesn't care about social media so like it, they're just not they're not the same place. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say marriage material yeah. does not hang out anywhere trendy because they're not aware of it. That's not what they're concerned about. Right. And they're looking for younger girls who definitely don't want to get married. Somebody asked, this is funny, what number of times people accidentally type brain in an email or text to you? The amount of, of business emails I get every day. <laughs> hey, brain. Unreal. The bar is so low. <laughs> yeah. Really very frequently. That's a good uh, Instagram caption for you. Something along the lines of, because I recently did, uh, I posted an Instagram and, and I made the caption when somebody writes Lindsay in an email. Because that's what the I worst. get all the time. I feel like you can write yeah. like when somebody calls me brain. I don't know. <laughs> I get frustrated when I see Lindsay with an A now. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Get out, <laughs> right. get out of here. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay. This is obviously, you knew this one was coming. Best way to slide into your DMs successfully. Like, what should they say? Because you're going to get like a lot and, and people probably want to stand out. As with all of life, the only real request I have is that you provide anything to work with. If you say hi and that's it, I don't know what, what do you want from me? It's really, really frustrating to see that on a dating app, on Instagram, anywhere. 
Say, hey, right, like, oh my God, I heard you on the show. I love Lindsay. That's great. Love to hear it. Thank you so much. Yeah, like get straight to the point. I think that's even with like friends who text you. Like I don't ever text me hi. Yeah. Finish and I'm your just thought. like, yeah, just just say exactly what it is. Hi, I need you to te- to email this guy for my sister who's an inter- who needs an internship. Okay, great. I will do it. But I would rather you ask me for a favor than just say hi, you know? Okay. Like two more questions here and then we're going to do some rapid fire polls, which is obviously my favorite. This person asked, what's the biggest dating mistake that women make? Well, first of all, not introducing yourself. I mean, if we're, are we talking about on a dating app or are we talking about in real life? I think in real life. I think expecting to be entertained is too much. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think like if you're seeking somebody to entertain you, then that's a problem because you should have that in yourself. It's like what you're seeking, you should just become because that's just exhausting. Like, what are you bringing to the table? You know, yeah. like, why are you like, dance, monkey, dance? Like, yeah. why don't you dance? It can take all of 10 seconds to know if you want to be with somebody or not. Like, it shouldn't be that hard to think of anything. Right. This one's really good. And then we're going to do some rapid fire. Is it normal for 30 plus guys to not text much? If they have a job. Yeah, I've gotten into trouble with this in recent history, not texting enough. I really am a pretty active texter. I'm texting all day long, but there are days where I'm dealing with 20 different situations at work at all times and I'm doing things like this. I'm in studio where I can't be working on it. You just have to give grace and understand that people's professions do require things of them. I agree, but I think that you would need to explain that to someone you're dating. Like not explaining that and then just going in heads down on a day where you're like editing and and producing all day would, if I were dating you, I would be like, wow, what's going on? I haven't heard from him all day. But if in the morning you were like, this is going to be a crazy day, we'll check in with you at five. Then I'd be like, oh, respect. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I wouldn't go dark, but what I really mean is I don't think you should have to explain that every day. No, you're right. I feel like, like with some people that that becomes the norm. You're right. I, I will be honest. Like, and I feel like I don't say this on the podcast because it's not always true, but there are days where my boyfriend will go to work and I won't hear from him between like 10 and six sometimes. Like it's like been rare. Like he'll, he'll like shoot me like a, like if I'm just like continuing to text him, then he'll like, you know, respond to one thing if he knows it's important but I never like trip about it because I know that it's just like he's actually physically in the office. So people are looking at him. So it's different. Whereas if he were working from home, like he's responding to my texts all day. But like, yeah, I think it's like if you know the person, you know that they are taking their work seriously, like then it's really not that big of a deal. And it's almost like a turn on that they respect themselves enough to like dedicate themselves to work and whatnot. So... I'd like to think so. If I get a six o'clock text after most of the day waiting, I, you know, I admire that a little bit. There's a part of me that goes, I appreciate that you take your job seriously. You have goals. You're, you're focused on something. Right. But for some reason, the person who asked this question to me feels like, like that's a question that I would ask if I was like in my early twenties and I was making excuses for an older guy who was dating me, who wasn't into me. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, oh, 30-year-olds don't text. Like, they don't know how to use a phone, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's definitely not the case. I am texting constantly all day. Right. Okay. A couple does a bit of their cute baby talk, which is typically only between them, while with family or friends. Cute or cringe? (laughs) Cringe. I actually voted on that one. That was today, right? Yeah, but it's funny. I don't think those couples are doing it on purpose. I think sometimes it's hard to like snap out of it when like you're like with your partner and then immediately thrown into like your social setting, you know? Can you give me an example of what this baby talk sounds like? Like I will do it with my partner sometimes. Like I'll be like, like we call, we just call each other these like random names. So I'll be like, like Gooby, like, like that kind of thing, you know, (laughs) where it's just like your voice is clearly changing. 
And I'm just like, I'm like, no, like that's mean. And then I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, there are people around. Like that's embarrassing. Um, By the way, I think the moment you really won me over in the first place was, I have no idea what show you were doing, but you were doing an Australian accent and I thought you did such a funny job of, your accents are wonderful. You've done That's a few so of them. so nice. Yeah. Should, should I do a quick, a brief... Um, it well, really you, tickles me a lot. Do yeah. you know um, The Fabulous Life of Celebrity Super Spenders? Do you know that show? <laughs> no. It's it's um <laughs> It used to be on VH1, I think. And it was this guy. He's like famous, this voiceover guy. I forgot his name, but he oh, is Oh, did like, you say of the rich and the famous? Yeah, yeah. Like it was the such a life. thick accent, I couldn't even tell. Yes, it's the, the fabulous life, and so he's like, um, you like know, Robin and, something, right? Yeah, Robin, Ro- Leach. Uh, Robin Leach. Yeah, he's like Britney Spears can fill up ten thousand private jets with Starbucks coffees. Yeah, he's like, the David Attenborough of exactly, bullshit. exactly. He's yeah. like, he's like Madonna is so rich, she can. Like she, like it's it's always like the most random. She's, it's like she has more shoes than I don't even know. And then and then it's like, but that's nothing compared to P Diddy, who has a whopping <laughs> ten million pairs of shoes. And then he'll be like, "Wow, that's a lot." <laughs> Good for him making a yeah, career of it. He's crushing it. Um, okay, if the person you're newly seeing can't stand your favorite food. Is that a red flag? No. I think it also depends. Like if your favorite food is sardines, then like, yeah, like not a lot of people are going to be with that. (laughs) Yeah, that's gross. I mean, I guess my thinking is as long as they're not preventing me from eating it. Like if I'm dating a vegan and she gives me shit about eating a steak, that's a problem. But Right. I mean, that's hard in LA because I would say 50% of the population is vegan. That's true. If you put on your wedding invite, no kids, is it rude for someone to call you and ask if they could bring their kids? Yeah. Right. Like read the fine print. Yeah. Like what are you supposed to do with that? It explicitly says what to do. Right. Now you have to make me like, like, oh, I didn't your child. Like what are you going to, yeah. Oh no, 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 no kids. But your kid is actually totally fine. A guy you've been dating initiates sexting after seven dates. You've already slept together a few times. Is that a red flag or no big deal? It's no big deal. It's really weird though. I'm like do of it the sooner mindset, or don't do it, I feel. Well, I'm of the mindset that a guy can't initiate this the first sext. Yeah. I think I think like just like let the girl set the sexting or nude tone. Like a, a guy shouldn't be like send nudes or like what are you wearing? <laughs> like he has to lean into that having happened already. Oh, definitely. That's a horrifying thing to have to initiate as a guy. Right. In right. this climate? Are you kidding? Exactly. Exactly. Does your best friend have, who's in a happy relationship, have the right to be mad at you for hooking up with someone that they had a brief fling with five years ago? Hmm. Hmm. Five years ago? No. No, no, no. I agree. No. The one thing I will say is like, there's so many people in the world. I, I just never understand why people have to like hook up with their yeah. friends, like old hookups, unless it's so like I'll, fate. I'll put it this way. I are, Is this rapid fire, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. No, it's <laughs> I fine. Keep, I keep trying to drag these out, but <laughs> I was going to say, if it's by coincidence, like if you find out later, oh, shit, I had no idea you had met before. That's fine. But if it's just like from a friend group and you're plucking people from there that you know have been with your friend, that's not really very cool at all. I agree. Uh, Do you think it's smart to carry a condom with you at all times? Yes. Mm. It's not assuming. (laughs) I love that reply every time I hear it. Yeah. What does that mean? (laughs) You disagree? No, I I actually agree. I think women should too. That I, I find odd. But I could see, no, that's not odd. But I could see why, I could see myself being like, oh, this guy's like a big shell. Like he's a player. He's always got a condom. Like he thinks he's always going to get laid, you know? Yeah, but think about it from my perspective. If I go, okay, so maybe this is the move. Maybe if I don't have one on me and then she goes, oh, let me see if I can find one. That's cool. 
But if you walk in the room and the first thing she does is go, here, I've got one. Like, she's just trying to say, hey, I fuck. Isn't that cool? No, she's I don't, I don't, not. I don't like that at all. That's like not when someone says all. they're a very sexual person. Like, that's the worst person to be with. Well, the, I, I don't know who says that. Like, that's a weird... I mean, actually, I say that. So, like, that's fine. But I think it's so cool for women to have condoms. And I think that should be normalized. And I don't think that means I fuck a lot. It means when I do fuck... I protect myself from getting. It's about the presentation. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I mean, if well, you carry it. Me, it's how you present it. Don't jump at it too quickly, right. I think. No, you're right. Like if you like open a drawer that like has like, you know, one left from like a huge pack. For me, I was, oh, I always like got away with having a condom because I was like, oh, this company I'm working with for my podcast sent me this, which they did. So then it was like fine. But... Have you ever realized your relationship is just a friendship? No. That's nice. How often should a guy talk on the phone with his mom? More than once per week or less than once per week? I think the right answer is more, but I don't. Oh, wow. I don't know of anyone who does that really, but it's nothing personal. I think it maybe it's like a Jewish thing that like you, like your mom, like if you're a boy with a... I do have a Jewish mom, yeah. Well, yeah, like if you're a guy with an overbearing Jewish mom, like she'll call you every day, whether you answer or not. Okay, you know what's coming next. I don't know if you prepared for this or not, but do you have a quote or piece of advice? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) It's a luxury to pursue what makes you happy. It's a moral obligation to pursue what you find meaningful. This was a Jordan Peterson quote. I know he's a controversial figure. I should also say I'm very left-leaning. I know people think he's extremely conservative in some aspects, but I just think he's a really interesting thinker. And it's something that I honestly do think about a lot. Reading about psychology is something that I, I really enjoy a lot for this reason. It's really allowed me to take a look at myself in so much of a deeper way than I ever have before. And that's really rough really understanding what you're doing wrong. And luckily, I feel like I'm beginning to. We love an introspective male. That was great. And also, I shadily looked up Jordan Peterson, and I can now tell you that he is a Gemini. And that is why you identify with him so much, because you have a Gemini moon. Look at that. Brian, thank you so much. Where can everyone slide into your DMs and possibly ask you out on a date? On Instagram, you can find me at FVLLweather. And outside of that, I don't know. If you start playing around on Dear Media, you might find me uh, in the middle of some conversations. Thanks, Brian. Bye. Bye.